A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. Happy start to the 4th of July was a long time ago. Labor Day weekend. (laughs) How does that even happen? How does somebody with my obvious intellect make that simple mistake and assume it's the 4th of July when in fact it's Labor Day? Well, clearly the intellect is obvious and it's a deficiency. So anyway, hopefully... You've got big plans for your Labor Day weekend. If you've been making plans for the 4th of July, uh, this is going to be a bad weekend for you because you missed it. Uh, but you're you're way ahead on next year. Maybe that's the thing. Anyway, hopefully you've got big plans for your Labor Day weekend. Lots of fun. It's the last hurrah before summer's over. So make it a good one. And we're going to do that with the show today. We've got any number of things coming up. Betsy is going to join us in the last half of the show. Uh, We'll get an update from how she's doing, and she's also got a topic that she wanted to talk about. So, kind of getting back to normal. That's coming up at the last half of the show. Next segment, I'm going to be talking about an issue that, of course, I've got in my home that I've struggled with for a long time. Dealing with soap scum, mineral deposits, hard water stains, things like that. I've tried any number of solutions But I think I found the right one. I think I found something that really works. It's inexpensive. I'm going to tell you about that in a little bit. But right now, in the time that I've got, I want to talk about a lesson that I learned on vacation. And the big thing here is I drive a Ford Transit Connect. A Ford Transit Connect. It has got to be one of the coolest vehicles amongst all the vehicles throughout the entire world. Right? Ford Transit Connect. It's the kind of vehicle that everybody wishes to drive, wishes they were cool enough to drive. I just happen to be that person. If you don't know what a Ford Transit Connect looks like, basically you just have to imagine a construction helmet, you know, a safety helmet. Think about that. Put some wheels on it. Square off the the rounded dome a little bit. There you go. Ford Transit Connect. It is not despite what I just said, a cool-looking vehicle. It's definitely goofy, and it's really funny when you see me in it because the thing that it's known for is tremendous headroom, right? It's it's for hauling stuff back and forth. It's, a, it's kind of a fleet vehicle, a very small-scale fleet vehicle. And it's a work thing, and it's used for hauling. But the thing is, when I sit in it, I could, I could go around with my hands up, which I wouldn't because it's always 10 and 2, safe driving all the way. But if I went around with my hands up like I was on some sort of roller coaster ride, I still wouldn't be able to touch the ceiling of the vehicle. There's a lot of headroom. And that makes it look great when it comes to packing and storage and all that. But really, when it got got time for vacation, we started loading it up. I realized very quickly, we can only go so high, you know, go as high as the seat backs are. Otherwise, everything's going to fall right over. So we had a lot of extra vertical space that we couldn't tap into and use. So we ended up building a little rack in the van to make use of that vertical space. And we were all very excited because we could pack everything we needed in there and still get where we wanted to go without having crash around. So what did I learn from that? I learned just that whole concept. We talk about it all the time here, especially when it comes to organizing, is to make use of your vertical space. And what I want to talk about very specifically is a paint drying rack for cabinet doors, all right? So 
when you do a kitchen cabinet repaint, we talk about those all the time, and we do that because people are always talking to us about them. There's always questions about a kitchen cabinet repaint that crop up. And one of the things that happens, one of the struggles with a kitchen cabinet repaint is space. Trying to lay out all your cabinet doors and find a place to do that. You know, An average kitchen can have 40 doors that you've got to lay out. And when you lay them down on the ground, it takes up a lot of room. And sometimes we end up working outside in the garage. Sometimes we've got a basement space that we can use. But those things aren't always terribly convenient, and they're not always readily available. And that's where this paint drying rack is so simple. I I don't have hardly any time to explain it. It's probably going to cost you about $30. I've got some plans in the show notes. It's basically some 2x4s, some 1x1.5 strips, and you build a frame build a base for it, put some casters underneath it if you want to, and then you run these strips parallel to each other all the way up each side of that frame, maybe six six inches apart, four inches apart, and you use all of those strips as little mini shelves to store your doors. So you paint a door, move it to the rack. Paint another door, move it to the next slot on the rack. You can spin it around and catch the other side of the rack with all the doors. Basically, you can create a a, a little holder, a little rack that will hold 40 doors, and it will fit into about a six-foot wide by a three-foot deep space. I've got links in the show notes for some of the plans, you know, just cheap little free plans. You can build it, put it together probably in the course of an hour, and if you've ever struggled for space, looking at a kitchen cabinet repaint, this might be a solution for you. Now, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to be talking about how to fix and clean soap scum, mineral deposits, hard water stains, and clean them really well. That's all coming up next. Stick around. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, welcome back. Thanks for hanging with us. And right now, we're going to talk about something that I'm pretty excited about because, well, I guess here's the thing. With my personality, one of the things that drives me absolutely nuts is is mess and clutter. I can't relax when things are, are, are really, really cluttered. I'm trying to get better at it. But I'm not very good at that. It's always stressful to me. And what's even worse is when you try to clean up a small area and you have to put, you know, these three things go in a drawer over here and you open that drawer and you realize how bad that drawer is. And that's depressing. You put those things away, grab four other things that have to go in a cupboard over here and you open up and five things fall out of that cupboard because that's so bad. Right. You start to get this feeling that you'll never dig out of it. And that's where the, the, the stress and the frustration comes. Now, I mentioned at the beginning of this segment that I'm excited. I'm excited because there's a room in my house that it's a room of despair. Now, my son's bedroom is a room of utter despair, and I don't even look at that room. I'm not talking about that room. There's, there's nothing that's going to fix that room. But I'm talking about the kid's bathroom. The kid's bathroom is terrible. I try to avoid it at all costs because it's just utterly de- de- depressing. The whole thing is so dirty and so hard to, to – well, let me back up. Let's start by talking about hard water, and then I'm going to get – to the kids' bathroom because I found a fix for all of the issues going on in there, and it's so simple, 
and, and I'm literally blown away at, at how well this worked. So let's start with hard water, because that's a big part of my problem that's going on. Now, hard water, we've talked about it before. We had an interview with Gordon Water Systems, and they talked about water softeners and specifically, they talked about how I needed one at my home when I explained all the different issues that I was dealing with. But anyway, hard water, what is it? The hardness of water is determined by the amount of calcium and magnesium and other minerals that are in your water. They're concentrated in there. And more of them means harder water. All right. So water softeners work by reducing the concentration of these minerals. All right. We don't see them, anything like that. But that's when we talk about hard water, what we're talking about. There's actually these minerals in the water and it wreaks all kinds of havoc. You see it, you see signs of this when you see scale buildup on your faucets, right? The white flaky buildup that you see on there. It's hard to get off. It feels almost like stone because it is all these minerals that get deposited there and then when the water evaporates, you're left with just this crust and it's very tough to deal with. Yeah, you see mineral stains on your clothing. You can see really ugly stains on the white porcelain. You know, Think about in the toilet. Uh, that's the kid's bathroom. We got all of that. Ugly stains on the porcelain. Stains in sinks and tubs. And one more that, that I was... I knew was a real big problem in the kids' bathroom, but I didn't realize it was directly still related to this hard water problem, and that's soap scum. See, when soap is used in hard water, the charged, this is the science section. Betsy would say this is the science corner right now. But when soap is used in hard water, charged calcium and magnesium particles in the water, the, the stuff that we talked about that, that makes it hard water, those charged particles end up reacting with the soap to form soap scum. Now, it doesn't do that with detergent. It doesn't form the soap scum when it's used with detergent. It just does when it's used with soap. Now, we see it on our showers. We see it all over the place, blah, 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 blah. So if you've got those issues, first off, right off the bat, you might want to look into a water softener in your home. Getting that in your home, check with Gordon Water. Check with somebody who would help you with those things, and maybe that will help resolve some of your problem. Now, to the issue at hand, the issue that I wanted to talk about, the issue that I started the show with, the kid's bathroom, the, the room of despair in my home, the shower door. And, and honestly, I want, I want you to understand, the house isn't a pigsty. As much as I'm going to make it sound like that, it's just the kid's bathroom that's crazy right now. The rest of the house is pretty decent, except just don't open any cupboards. But I'm pretty sure that's everybody's home, right? Don't you think? The few of you who feel that way and know what I'm talking about, at least we're together on this. Anyway, the kid's bathroom. Let's get to that. The shower door is coated with soap scum, all right? The metal frame around it, covered with soap scum and mineral deposits and all of that. The shower head, all kinds of mineral deposits. There's white flaky buildup on the escutcheon, which is a really fun word, and I really wish Betsy was here to talk about that or to just to show her how smart I am. But an escutcheon... Just so you know, it's the protective or ornamental plate or flange as if around a keyhole or a pipe. In this instance, what I'm talking about is basically the big silver thing where the faucet is that has the H and the C on it for the hot and the cold. That thing is called an escutcheon, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. And for mine, it's just completely trashed. It's completely built up with all this flaky mineral deposits and all of that. The walls of the shower are coated with soap scum. The toilet has dark stains in the bowl. It's super sad because that is a brand new toilet. I was so excited when I put that in just over a year ago or so, and within just a few months, 
we've got these stains in there that I cannot get out. And that's important to understand or to stress. With all of these things that I just listed, all these horrible things that make the house sound absolutely vile in a place that you'd never want to be, they're not there because I never tried to clean them. I have tried over and over and over to clean these things to no avail. You know, nothing has really worked. I have tried all kinds of cleaners. I have tried all kinds of different hacks that are supposed to work. I've even tried WD-40, which actually cut through the soap scum, but presented a number of other issues because it is a water dispersing agent. It's, 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 it's not something that you rinse away with water. So putting that on the, the walls of the shower were problematic. It took a while to get that off. I wouldn't recommend it. Cut through it like a dream, but it's, it's, a, it's a pain to deal with. Anyway... I've got all of that going on, and in prepping for the show the other day, I came across, basically, the, the, the website termed them as cleaning hacks for hard water stains and stuff like that. These are not hacks, I don't think, because they're recommending a store, a, a, a cleaner that you can pick up in the store. And so, really, there, there's no hack involved. It's basically buy the cleaner, use the cleaner as it's intended, and it really works. The thing that's fun about it is it really works. Um, the cleaner, CLR, all right? That's the brand, and they've got a number of different products. So the first thing I picked up, and they're all inexpensive, three, four bucks, I think four bucks, the CLR Brilliant Bath, all right? It's a bath cleaner, multi-purpose, multi-surface cleaner. It's a foam spray. It's just in a spray bottle. It comes out in a heavy foam, and it's basically here to cut through dirt, calcium, lime, hard water deposits, and soap scum, all of those things, all right? So basically, four bucks, I think, for this little spray bottle. I took that home, headed straight to the shower, sprayed. The first thing I hit was the shower door because that has honestly plagued me since we bought the house. It always has this film on it and I've never been able to cut through it. So I spray it with this. A couple things. It's a heavy foam. The, the way it's recommended on the website for CLR is you spray it and you let it sit for two minutes or so and then you, you hit it and wipe it off with a sponge. That didn't work for me because when you spray it, it goes on in great big you know, the minute it hits the door, there's a great big blob of foam and it doesn't just it doesn't spread around. It's not like an aerosol spray that spreads all over the door. So basically I had you know the little rubber gloves for cleaning and I used that to smear it all over the door. So I sprayed the door in a number of spaces, smeared the whole door so that it was evenly coated and let it sit for a few minutes. Okay? Come back, start scrubbing at it. A couple things. First off, I removed probably 75% of the soap scum right on the first application. I was blown away. I had it cleaner in the first try than I've had in years of trying with all kinds of different cleaners. I, this isn't a crazy expensive, like I said, it's a, it's a very inexpensive cleaner. You can find it almost anywhere. It's a safe cleaner. It's not like there's all kinds of chemicals and all that involved. In fact, it's part of the EPA's Safer Choice program, which basically is just a program recognizing certain products as a safer alternative to traditional chemicals. So it's safe in that regard. And I was blown away at how well it worked. Like I said, right off the bat, probably 70% of the soap scum and all that came away. A couple things that I learned. Definitely, I would want some sort of scrubby pad. All I had were paper towels or rags. If I'd have had a little Scotch-Brite pad or something with some abrasive quality to it, nothing that would etch or do anything to the glass, just something with a little bit of bite to it, I think I could have cut through all of it right away. 
As it was, a second application took care of that. I was stunned. So I turned it to the escutcheon, as I mentioned earlier. It's the little the little flange, the little cover plate where, where you've got your faucet. It's the thing with the H and the C on it. So you know whether to turn the water hot, which way to turn it, or which way to turn it to get it cold. That thing and my shower was so depressing. In the kid's shower, I should say. That thing in the kid's shower was so depressing because it was so bad. I sprayed it with the stuff, let it sit for a few minutes, wiped it clean. It looks brand new. Couldn't believe it. Brand new. Anyway, I went through the whole shower, cleaned the whole shower with this brilliant bath stuff. When I got to the toilet, I used a different product. Now, that product is from the same company, and it is called, it's just CLR, Calcium Lime and Rust Remover. All right, it's just in a bottle. I, you, you mix it out. There's all kinds of different applications for this. But for the, for the toilet, I mixed it out, turned off the water supply, got most of the water out of the bowl. So now I've got those brown, those stains exposed. Mixed it 50-50 with water, poured it in there, let it sit for a little bit, couple minutes, three, four minutes. And then I came back with a brush, scrubbed most of that off, hit it a couple of times. It took a couple of applications. Again, if I'd have had the right scrubbies and, and all of those things, I could have cleaned it much quicker. But bottom line, in the course of about 40 minutes, I had cleaned this entire shower and removed what I feel are years worth of soap scum with, with the, the brilliant bath, the CLR brilliant bath cleaner. And then I turned to the toilet and got all of those stains up in probably about another 10 or 15 minutes using just the multi-use CLR, calcium lime and, lime and rust remover. There are a number of other things that I could say. I, I just wanted to point it out because if you've struggled trying to get these hard water stains up and you've tried a million different things that you've read about on the internet, you've come up with all kinds of hacks, here's something. Just go buy the cleaners. They're safe chemicals, safe, easy to use. Yes, you want to ventilate. Yes, you don't want to mix them with certain other cleaners. You don't mix them with bleach and things like that. That can be dangerous. But you can clean shower heads. You can clean, like I said, Everything having to do with hard water deposits, lime deposits, soap scum, things like that. If you struggle with that in a bathroom, this is what you want. It's going to be perfect. Check it out. We've got some links in the show notes for you to check out. And we have updated the show notes. So when I say it's going to be there, from now on it's going to be. So you can check it out there. It's definitely going to be something you're going to want to have in your cleaning arsenal. CLR, uh, Calcium Lime and Rust Remover and CLR Brilliant Bath really, really, really effective cleaners, and it turned that room of despair into a room of just, oh, shoot, you know? At least it's not utter despair. It's just shucks, you know? It's the kid's bathroom. It's always going to be that. Oh, and one other thing that I should mention is that if you do tackle any cleaning in the toilet bowl, make sure that you use something that's not going to scratch the bowl. It's very easy to scratch that, and once you've done it, there's a lot of problems. Don't scratch the bowl when you're cleaning it. Now, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, Betsy's back, and who cares what she's going to talk about? The big news is she's back, and we'll get to all of that in just a minute. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. And we're back, and it's big time news. <laughs> right, Betsy? <laughs> I back. guess if you want to call it that. <laughs> I'm going to call it that. Big time news. Welcome uh, back. Thank you. 
Yeah, it's the been show's a while. yours. Yeah, the show's <laughs> yours. I've been doing it on my own for uh-huh. a little bit. So now it's your turn. I'm going to just sit here and, I don't know, eat bonbons. Are they called bonbons or do you, is there a different way to say that? No, you can call them bonbons. Okay. I am not a big fan of bonbons necessarily, but Isn't maybe it just, you are. <laughs> aren't they just chocolatey good things? Yeah, but there are some of those chocolatey good things that I don't particularly care for. Like things with cherry in them. I don't feel most of those things that have like the cherry filling, the cherry is just weird. Give me a regular cherry any day, but like really? creamy, so, cherry, weird flavored so like chocolate, chocolate. No. Chocolate covered cherries you don't like? They aren't, they're not my favorite. I am a cherry lover, but there is something about like the the fake cherry taste to me yeah. that's just, you know, I grew up eating cherries, so, you know. Eh. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The the up north snobbery comes through already. Yeah, you've you've yeah, been only yeah. on the air for one minute and 20 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> uh huh. It yeah. happens. So were you one of those people that just eats through a little box and takes a bite of this, a bite of that, and puts it back? No, I only eat um, boxes of chocolates that have the little paper that tells you what's in each thing. Oh. And I only eat the ones I like. The map. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, that's good. That is a critical well, thing in my book when you're eating chocolate. You better know what's in the center <laughs> of that one before you put it in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Well, look, yeah. here we are. We just like mm-hmm. old times, wasting a whole bunch of time on a whole bunch of silliness that you've brought up. Oh, but right. I, just like normal, <laughs> am going to bring us back down to earth mm, and talk okay. about important weighty matters. Okay. How are you doing? Uh, we should start that's with that. A weighty it's, matter. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long haul for you. It has been a very long haul. Surgery went well. It was long, but you know, I had no idea what happened during it. So, what sure. did I care? Um, yeah, a week in the hospital, and then it's just been sitting at home. I just started being able to drive a week ago, I think. So mm-hmm. it's been it's been a long haul, you know, going through physical therapy now to get some movement back in my arm and shoulder and readjusting my body so that it learns how to function properly without, you know, a bone and some muscle. And it's just, it's basic rehab at this point. Right, right. I can tell that things are improving a little bit at least mm-hmm. because we weren't able to talk a lot, but but every now and right. then you'd check in and let me know how things were going. And in the beginning, there was a, a number of things I'd, I'd bring up certain issues or certain things at work that I needed, you know, some input on and you just couldn't muster the energy to care. Yeah. Because you had so much going on. And just the other day I brought something up. I forget what it was, but all of a sudden you were all fired up and you were, you were (laughs) hollering about something. And I thought, Oh, this is just like old Betsy. (laughs) Something changed. So I'm sure it's a long road ahead and you got a lot lot going on, but, but it feels like you're just, just starting to see Maybe the light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe. Yeah. I'm hoping that that's what this is. I mean, it is a long haul. And, you know, the surgeon says I won't know for probably a year whether it worked or not. So for anyone who thinks that I'm going to give you an update and say, oh, yeah, it worked great. You got a year to wait. So <laughs> that's that's really tough to live with. Because right. every time, you know, you do something like what you what you did. Mm-hmm. You know, what you want to see is is some re- resolve, right. uh, you yeah. know, a resolution to a problem. And right. you're living with the idea that, man, you're going to have to go a year before you really even see mm-hmm. how effective it was. 
Right, exactly. It's not like I had my appendix out or something where you instantly know that it worked. I mean, everyone asks, you know, so was it successful? From the surgeon's point of view, yeah, it was successful. You know, I mean, there were no complications or anything. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that was successful. But you know, whether it worked or not to do what we needed it to do, we've we've got a bit of waiting to figure that out yet. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. We're all still praying for you. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. See how that all shakes out. Before we get to what you wanted to talk about, I did want you to talk Mm -hmm. about something that I thought was, there's two things that I think are, funny is the wrong word, but it's the only word I can think of right now. First off, you mentioned the appendix. And I've always made the joke that if I ever had anything like that removed, I would want it. I would want Uh to put it in a little jar and keep it. And I Which always think that's, that's, yes, and that always elicits <laughs> the response I want. You have your rib. I do. That they took out, right? <laughs> I do. You, yep. you, we're at a cookout for our, for our contractors. We're at a lunch mm-hmm. and uh, a few weeks ago, and Betsy actually showed up at that. It was You had some yeah. physical therapy in the area, and yep. you stopped by, and you start fishing around in your purse, and you pull out a little Ziploc baggie. <laughs> <laughs> with this little bone yep. and what was funny is i thought it was gum you pulled yes. it out and i thought oh a, a little stick of gum that's a weird way to uh-huh. carry gum and everybody else around me clued in right away that's bone they all thought that was crazy yeah. you're carrying around a bone in your bag well i don't know what else to do with it i mean they give it back to you and they give you very specific <laughs> instructions on preservation how to, and how to properly right. clean it and then preserve it and everything and, you know, they said, well, you can frame it or you can, you know, make it into jewelry. And I'm yeah. like, OK, so, I, yeah, I'm sitting here waiting to be inspired by it. That's why I carry it. And yeah, it's one of our, kind of weird. It is weird. <laughs> one of our sales reps or somebody who was standing there, I forget who, said, boy, I hope you don't get pulled over by the police and get searched for any reason. Because <laughs> there's going to be a lot of questions when they fish a human bone out of your bag. Well, they may not even know what it is because it doesn't – what you picture in your mind as what the rib looks like, mm-hmm. it is not what it looks like at all. It is way yeah. smaller. It's way more flat. It It's the first rib that kind of sits up in your collarbone so mm-hmm. or you know in your collarbone area. And so that's why – it's so small and people always think that it's going to be this huge bone and here it is this tiny little thing. So <laughs> that's what I expected. Yeah, right. That's why I thought it was right. like a chiclet, you know, those little crunchy, delicious gums. <gasps> My dog was very excited when they gave it back to me and I opened the little container they gave it to me in. She came running. She thought it was a bone for her. I'm like, um, she clued into the fact she, that it was a bone somehow. Yes. It's got that yummy smell. It must have that yummy bone smell because she was like all excited <laughs> and it, we had an argument about it. I'm like, this is not for you. You this and your is, dog. Yes. <laughs> Oh, That's boy. what happens when you've been sitting at home too when long. When you're alone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to have an intervention just to keep you sane. Yep. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. You don't wake up at night with your dog just kind of staring at you drooling, do you? No, because I promptly put the bone in some uh, peroxide is how you whiten it. Oh. Um, oh yeah, and yeah, some yeah. ammonia before that to really clean it and sanitize it. Gosh, so you, Again, you sound like a serial killer here. You know all the, all the, all the little moves. <laughs> I know. I know way more about yeah. preserving a bone than I ever wanted to know. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a little bit funny. The other thing I I thought was a little bit funny is 
you talked about all, all the driving that you had to have people help you with and how you felt like you were, you know, just kind of a, a burden. burden. It's kind of a pain to always have to have somebody drive you wherever you need to go for whatever purpose, you know, go pick up more medication right. or go to the grocery store or go to the bank or go to doctor's appointments. Yes, it's always somebody else driving. Drives you crazy. <laughs> right. And 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 that makes sense. And you talked about that yeah. and you called one day letting me know that you had, you know, you were feeling that mm-hmm. way. You felt bad. Yeah. But you got you had to have your parents bring you up to Ann Arbor. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned just you feel bad. And of course, in all my wisdom and brilliance, I told you don't feel bad. They don't mind. Right. <laughs> it's what parents do, right? Uh-huh. And then you called later that night to tell me something really tragic had happened yeah. in a sense. You guys had an accident and you well, you didn't trash their vehicle. But because they had to shuttle uh-huh. you across the state, you ended up getting them in an accident. Yes, unfortunately. What the heck it happened? It was so bad. We came around a bend in I-94, and for those of you who have driven I-94, you know that it is a real pain. Between Detroit and Chicago, that stretch is just, it's very bad. And my Mm -hmm. dad came around a curve, and all of a sudden in our lane is a semi- tire and it was the entire tire it wasn't like the shredded kind where somebody had blown a tire it was like it fell off the back of a truck that was hauling tires somewhere to be put on a truck and so it's the rim it was everything in the middle of the road and we drove right up and over it because there was nowhere for us to go there's a guardrail on one side and a semi on the other You were in a pickup truck, right? So you could actually straddle it. No, we were in their, I don't know, it's a crossover, I think they consider it. It's not quite an SUV. So sits up a little bit higher than a regular car, but not high enough. (laughs) The the car behind you got taken out though, right? Yeah, uh, we went over it and it ripped some stuff from the underside of our car, but then it shot out and totally smashed the car behind us and that car tried to veer and ran another guy off the road on the other side of i-94 it was a mess (laughs) there were a lot of us involved yeah you just had the touch for the last little bit wherever you go chaos yeah chaos ensues Uh and i thought the most horrible part of that whole story was you said how nobody had planned on a whatever it was three hour journey to get to Ann Arbor. So nobody had gone to the bathroom with that in mind, you know, ahead of time. Well, of course not. (laughs) And everybody's (laughs) chugging all their little coffees and stuff. And as you guys Uh are just delayed on the road, the misery sets in. Well, yes. And we had to wait for, you know, the police to get there because now it's an actual accident. And yeah. What a horrible, horrible day. Yeah. It was a long day. (laughs) I was glad that you only called once every few weeks to relay the next horror (laughs) that had taken place. Yeah. (laughs) But maybe you're on the other side of that. Yeah, we're getting on the other side. But we're going to have to take this to the other side. We're going to have to just put a pause right now. Can you pause? Absolutely. All right. We'll be back in just a second. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back, and we're in the studio. Well, not in the studio, but we're on the phone 
with Betsy. Yay! Betsy from the Repolite <laughs> Home Improvement Show fame. Uh-huh. It's been a long time. It's been several months. Yeah. Now, now, to be fair, the listeners have heard you because I played some of those segments right. that we recorded right. way ahead of time yeah. with this in mind. Right. We were pretty smart about that. <laughs> yes, thankfully. But they have had to endure a number of segments that were just me. Ew. And I'd like to apologize oh man, I got to a... all of our listeners yeah. out there. <laughs> well, good grief. Here I was going to give you a big compliment because I was going to say it was so hard I know. to do that without having somebody to interact Props with. Props to you for but, pulling it all while I've been gone. I mean, that is, I can only imagine. So, yes. Yes. Well, I've got a journal that I kept, so I will let you know sure. the misery that I endured. But that's not... Oh, I have no doubt. <laughs> that's not for now. Now I want to... thicker than the dictionary. It is. It is. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. A lot more misspellings. But... <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about something that you 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 mentioned this. I think it was last week you were talking. Mm-hmm. Just run with it. Something that you, you got sucked into and you, you ended up helping customers find colors from where you were situated. You couldn't even leave the house. Yeah. And yet you helped them right. figure this out. And, and we, I thought it was so practical. Yeah. Um, I had a customer who was trying to use the online Benjamin Moore thing. We've talked about the app that they have for your phones. We've talked about that a lot, but this customer was trying to use the online function, which works similarly, but um, I personally like the app better because it's right at your fingertips. So I like it better. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was trying to walk them through, you know, how to use the thing online. And then I said, we'll try the app, download the app and give that a try and walking them through that. And then we just decided, I said, you know what, just send me some pictures of what you're working on. (laughs) (laughs) And we will go from there because, you know, it's sometimes it's too hard to walk someone through a project without actually seeing what they were saying. You know, you can describe to a certain extent, and then it's, you know, my imagination just isn't as good as it needs to be to (laughs) picture what they're talking about. Um, yeah, so the customer sent me some pictures and they have all of these different things going on. And I guess that's what was striking to me. It's largely a brick house, but there is some vinyl siding just on the second story, just in one like little section Mm -hmm. of the upper story. And then there is... Kind of like a a porch thing, but there's stuff that has been painted. So it's like an archway and things like that. It's not just trim or, you know, post. There's more to it than that. So that's painted a color. Then there's this copper hood thing that goes over top of one of their bay windows. So you have that to contend with. There are just all these components and the customer was struggling with what do I paint what color you know we're over the colors that it is right now you know it's got the white siding and then kind of a not a quite a caramely color but kind of a caramel color for the trim and all these other things and they said we just want to change it up we want something else but how with all of these different components how on earth do you figure out what to do? And so we just took it piece by piece. And, you know, they started, okay, we want kind of a, just like everybody else, kind of a gray color, we're thinking for the paint color. 
And what I recommended to them after we'd gone back and forth in some emails and on the phone and things, you really have to, if you're going to replace that siding that's up above, that is the place to start. Decide what type of siding you're going to put up there and the customer is going to replace it. So that's why this whole conversation came about. Because they could have painted it, but right. they decided to actually replace it? Yeah, because it is not in great condition. And so they gotcha. are going to replace it. Because we so talked about there. the option of painting it. Right. I said, start there. You know, if they have a color that you can live with, because I don't know... You know, depending on what type of siding you're getting, it comes in certain colors. So I said, you know, if you like one of their siding colors, great, pick that. And then we can match your paint to your new siding color. Otherwise, go in with the idea that I don't like any of their siding colors, but I have to replace the siding. So then let's talk about painting your new siding, whatever color. And then we need to, you know, if it's vinyl siding, if it's aluminum, it doesn't matter what color you choose. If it's vinyl siding, you need to make sure that if you're going to choose kind of a medium to a dark gray, that you're getting a darker siding so you don't have that whole warping, heating up issue, all of that. Right. So Because the color that you put on vinyl siding has to be the same or lighter right. than the existing. Right. And if you don't do that, you could have a warping issue. Yep. So I, I, it's really interesting. You started with the vinyl siding. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's one of the things where they're, they're that's where the fewest options right. were for change. It's kind of like starting with your you know countertops and exactly your sofas and things like that, where there are only so many options available. Paint colors are infinite. Those kinds of things, they're not infinite colors. Right, and if you don't start there, if you mix that up and you start with paint or something, we've seen people just just really pull mm-hmm. out their hair trying to get where they want to go right. because. Now they got to yep. try to find one of these 12 colors that works with the color they picked. It's just such a simple step. Do it in the right order. Mm-hmm. So that's what you did. Yeah. And from yep. there, it all kind of fell together. Together. Yeah. They're... <laughs> Hello, Mickey. <laughs> um, yes, we are still working through it. We have some color palettes. They are onto the step where they are going and looking at the different, you know, siding colors that are available so they can decide what they want to do. But we did put together some color palettes of things that they like. So at least they have a path going forward and have some idea as to how to tie all of these components that seemingly don't go together, how to tie them in. It's just really cool. It's something that it's what we do at Repcolite. We will help people get where you need to go. And Generally speaking, we can go and do that in any number of ways. If you want to come into the store, we can help you find the colors you need. Just bring in pictures. Bring in whatever you can. Yeah. And if you can't do that, reach out. Uh, emails, it's a good place to start. The online chat function, email us at radio at repcolite.com. We can help you out. Betsy, right. thanks for coming back. I plan to have you back no next problem. week for at least part of the show if you can pull that off. Are you cool with that? At least for now. I think we can do that. All right. That's it. It's time to rush off for our Labor Day weekend festivities. Everybody have a great weekend. Whatever you do, make sure paint's a part of it. Repcolite and Port City Paint Stores are open until 3 o'clock today, waiting to help. And don't forget about the new Byron Center store. 
also open till three o'clock because we like to keep things consistent. Of course. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy. And we can help you get all of those hard water stains out of your shower, out of your bathtub, and out of your toilet bowl. We're full service helpers. Well, actually, we're not going to help with any of that, but we can tell you I'm not how to do it. Exactly. You can go help. <laughs> I'm going to bring my little <laughs> gloves with me when I go. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.